Welcome to week two of the takeout table. This week we are talking about Vietnamese food. I am one of the hosts, Akshita. Uh, everyone else, introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm, I'm Bella. I'm Huynh. I'm the Vietnamese one. I'll be talking about Vietnamese food. Hi, I'm Danielle. Our new, uh, our new host. host. Our new host. Danielle wasn't able to, hear, like, be able to be here last time, but now Danielle's here. Yay! <laughs> anyway, yes. Welcome to the takeout table. Akshita, did you say your name? I did. I said I am one of the hosts, Akshita. Oh I had the like, memory of a goldfish. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. Let's get started. Juan, do you want to talk about your background as it relates to Vietnamese food? Yeah, sure. So, hi, I'm Quinn. My parents are two Vietnamese refugees, and but I was born and raised here in the U.S. I've been to Vietnam a total number of two times, I believe. Once when I was really little, and once before the um, once in like 2019. Yes, 2019. So, but I eat Vietnamese food a lot I eat a lot of it at home my family is really big on cooking and I feel like if you meet any Vietnamese family there's a lot of cooking that goes on um that's 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 really interesting uh how has growing up Vietnamese and being introduced to that culture in such a young age how has that impacted your your preferences of food as you grew up uh, when I grew up my parents actually tried to like fit like fit me and my sister both into like this very blended sort of we we grew up like I remember going out to our local little mall with my mom and my sister when we were younger and we get like McDonald's or maybe Panda Express you know the the little fast food stuff you get at a mall food court but we go home and then like my mom or my dad or both would make like we'd have pho a lot, you know, the soup that everybody probably knows you has like a generally beef, beef bone and broth base. And then you add like all sorts, sorts of things like, what is it called? Star anise seeds and other herbs and spices, other, other herbs to it. A lot of herbs. My preferences in food actually has a lot of variation. I'd say like, I'll eat just about anything but i've definitely grown up being fond of american food and also vietnamese food and obviously food of different cultures too okay yeah before i continue i would also like to preface that i do not speak vietnamese my pronunciation of these words will be sort of not good maybe there's a 50 50 chance i get it right and the chinese episode is gonna be so (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um yeah i can i can when i'm in a conversation not in a conversation but if i'm listening to someone speaking vietnamese i can generally understand what they're saying but i i grew up like using an american name or an english name and speaking english and my parents tried to teach me vietnamese when i was younger and my sister too but it's generally really hard to do that especially if you're growing up in a very like a very white community and at our school you know there's not a lot of um teachers of color or anything so and you're surrounded by very english stuff so anyway disclaimer said i do not speak vietnamese very well so 
if I will, when we put up this as a video, you will see like the written out stuff. But I was like, if you're watching this on YouTube, so um, yeah. And if you're not, uh, check us out on YouTube, maybe, or we'll maybe we could consider putting up show notes. Anyway, yeah. Back to Vietnamese food. Um, how I know you said you grew up in America, but your parents were originally from Vietnam. How did that combination of cultures kind of impact your taste in food? Like I said, it's generally, I, I I won't say no to like going out to McDonald's or Burger King. Like my dad, when he came to America with his very first job, like as a high schooler was, he spoke no English, but his very first job was at McDonald's. He worked there for three and a half ish years and got employee of the year three oh, years <laughs> yeah king he still has like the little pins they have um that they gave Aww. like employees of the year like and he had it in a pin board it's really cute and really cool he's also like yeah let's go to like burger king has better burgers than mcdonald's great breakfast if you want fast food so that's my take on american food burger for king? Me, yeah burger king has better burgers says my father who worked at mcdonald's for three years wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, in the in the 90s in the 90s yeah so um should we make a bur- we should make we should make a fast food tier list for an episode we we will definitely do we should definitely do a fast food episode. Uh, i can back fun. up the fact that mcdonald's has very good breakfasts McDonald's i there, there was one summer that almost every morning i ate mcdonald's pancakes and their biscuits oh i've heard mm-hmm. people say their pancakes are too cakey but i don't care the big bre- mcdonald's big breakfast freaking slaps i love it the does. big breakfast i love the big breakfast um <laughs> what's the big breakfast i have okay so Mc- we are not sponsored by mcdonald's or burger king <laughs> oh, yeah, all, right, say, all opinions right. but we are, are looking for being sponsored by mcdonald's to. and burger king <laughs> um but yes the mcdonald's big breakfast this uh, with hotcakes uh please note uh it comes with uh pancakes biscuit like a biscuit, two hash brown or one hash brown. It comes with hash browns, like their scrambled eggs and a sausage. And oh my gosh, I, I, my, my dad would take me out for McDonald's sometimes on Sundays when I was younger before dance lessons. So fun. Um, and we get the big breakfast every time, uh, which is cool. But yeah, Wait, that's my, yeah, go ahead. Does everyone get forced to do dance lessons when they're little? Um, I don't, think everyone does but that's I just did. how it i did <laughs> I, every single one of us has <laughs> and now look at us all thriving in the dance industry uh-huh. and we don't <laughs> pro dancers definitely um but yeah that's my take on american food but like when it comes to vietnamese food my grandmother also um cooks a lot and yeah. and she just continuously makes food and she works really hard at it too Vietnamese food for me is like very comforting and it's definitely home because and like I can say the same thing about American food but like growing up in the two cultures and like not necessarily learning how to quote-unquote balance them but accepting both of them as a very deep and important part of who I am if I had to choose between American Vietnamese food, I tell you, I'm not going to choose. I'm going to have both. And also, like, generally American food, like, if you live in America, there's definitely, you can't avoid the 
the different cultures that everyone that's all come that all come here so you're gonna end up with you walk down a street and you might run into a chinese place an indian place maybe a brazilian steakhouse mcdonald's and maybe a vietnamese restaurant like you're gonna run into all these things so you can't really avoid it so yeah i just like eating food me too have you found that you resonate stronger with one culture than the other i think like when i was much when i was younger i was definitely more american food and like american culture but like as of late i've been trying to reclaim that asian american identity of mine and like i'm not letting go of the fact that i am asian so um yeah i am trying to reclaim more parts of myself and i'm going to make a bigger effort to learn vietnamese but yeah that's that's all about me and my vietnamese identity my asian american identity what's your favorite vietnamese food though Oh my gosh, I could not pick one. Okay, hang on, hang on. I need to find a list. I need to find a list. I have a list here somewhere. Okay. Banh mi is, I've heard people describe it as the Vietnamese hoagie. And I'm just like, dude, it's just a really good sandwich. Oh my Um, God, I've heard of that before. Banh mi is absolutely delicious. It is a staple. It's a Vietnamese staple in my opinion. Basically, a little bit of history time, guys. This is a learning podcast too, didn't you know? Um, Vietnam was a French colony in 1870, and it wasn't until like around World War II when Japan came and occupied Vietnam that it was like out of French colonization. But you'll see very much see the effects of French's um, French colonizing Vietnam in the food, especially because. Bun mi is basically a sandwich, but it's made with very crisp French baguettes. You have your baguette, and then you cut it in half, and then you just layer all sorts of things like um, hams and sausages. You have soy sauce and other sauces. You have cilantro and pickled vegetables like celery. And yeah, it is really good, and it's delicious. It's um bun me actually refers specifically to the bread itself. Disclaimer, this is a word that I'm gonna mispronounce. Um the sub the sub sandwich type of deal is called bun me thit. Um and then you can add all sorts of things like I mentioned sausages and hams and meats and stuff like that, but you could add like I think I've seen like even barbecue like beef, like not necessarily the way we see it in America, but that sort of thing. It's delicious. That has got to be one of my favorite Vietnamese foods. And now I want to go out to a restaurant and have that or sandwich place and have that. There's also Ban Bot Lok. Um, Ban Bot Lok is basically tapioca rice flour with shrimp and pork belly inside. And it's also wrapped up in banana leaf. It is delicious mm. and it's really good. And you can have it with fish sauce. Um, I'm not sure how familiar many people are with fish sauce. Actually, you're straight up vegetarian. Um, <laughs> but... I do not like fish sauce. <laughs> but you've never had it. Never tried I it. I hate the smell of fish. I, I yeah, get, but... It makes me nauseous. So does the smell of fish sauce. I get okay. that. I get that. I get that. But yeah, fish sauce. And it's chewy and delicious. And you the the shrimp, it's it's very small kind of like the size of maybe like 
maybe a bit larger than a stick of gum, but like it has height. So, and it also has the, it's just really good because of the chewy texture of the tapioca dumpling and then the slight crunch that you get from the shrimp, which has, it's it's small shrimp, but it has the, the shell on. And then the sweetness that comes from the pork belly. So it's, it's great. It's amazing. You could, I could eat like 20 of those there because they're so small and good. As of late, whenever my grandmother brings food over or my aunt brings food over, I've just been going ham with my hands because it's definitely, in my opinion, it's food that you can eat with your hands. Do you feel like it's more socially acceptable to eat with your hands in with Vietnamese food than it is um, with American food? I feel like it's more acceptable in Indian culture. Again, this is from my perspective of having grown up in America and having visited Vietnam twice in my life. I think it depends on the food, but generally you do want to be using your chopsticks. You you do want to be using your chopsticks and using your hands isn't generally a thing you do. But with Ban Bok Lok, in my very strange opinion, I think it's may- it might just be a me thing because I just, when I'm hungry, I just want to eat food. <laughs> there so yeah that's why probably why I go at with my hands but I think it's something you could definitely just unwrap the banana leaf because they will serve it to you and your the banana leaf and you just pick it up and eat it or you could just use your if you don't want to use your hands of course you can just like unfold the banana leaf with your hands and grab your chopsticks so like a rice ball Um, at least what in the way you eat it a rice ball yeah I think so like I've never thought about like using eating it from the banana leaf directly kind of like a rice ball but I think that's definitely I think like that's a viable option honestly when it comes I don't think I'm the expert to say how you should eat it with your foods like whether it's with your hands or with chopsticks or if you're using the right the the banana leaf but I think it's good I think it's really good if you guys come over like and you can make it vegetarian too that's that's the cool thing hey. about Bamba Look. You can make a vegetarian. My grandmother is vegetarian. She's Buddhist. She should be, should be vegetarian food. So whenever she's made it um, for vegeta- vegetarian, she can add um, very minced mushrooms and carrots inside. Personally, I do like it more with the shrimp and the pork belly, but it is still good when it has the um, mushrooms and carrots. And I think. I can't remember whether or not she adds tofu into that. I need to ask her about that. But, um, vegetarian food is definitely an option within um, Vietnamese cuisine. What vegetarian food would you recommend for someone who isn't Vietnamese American? Um, you can definitely get these like very fresh salads. I know they usually serve them with what is it called? Uh, shrimp crackers. But um, Oh my god. Pro- you... you- the not like the small ones that you can like the small ones that you'd get at an Asian supermarket in the bag but like they're 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 really cool um I'll have to share a video of them because what they what happens is they're like these at least the way they come packed come packaged they come in little very flat strips kind of like I'm trying to think of an analogy uh honestly just think of it like a small strip of paper a rectangular strip of paper and then or maybe a circle and then you put it into oil 
and then it balloons in size and expands and it, when it comes out of the oil and it's nice and hot it's very crisp and but yeah that's that's the shrimp cracker wait but, this, wait hold on hold on i'm gonna send the picture and you can send the picture but while i'm here um for the vi- vi- for the vegetarian food it's definitely an option that that's those crackers are generally served with i don't no, actually, that looks similar, Bella. This is rice. It's in Chinese cuisine. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god, wait, we have that in Indian cuisine, too. What's it called? Ugh, I don't remember the name. Is it rice? It is rice. And you fry it in oil. Yeah. Yeah, we have it with, like, rice and, uh, it's like, uh, soup. Soup. We yeah. just eat it in dim sum. Prawn crackers. Prawn crackers? This is actually so, um Is that the official name? Uh this actually I'm I looked it up on Wikipedia. Um and it's actually there's I think there's it's been around I think this is actually in Indonesian in Indo yes, it's actually originates from Indonesia. Um but it's a deep fried snack made from starch and prawn and they are a common snack in southeast asian cuisine so it, it's actually it's actually not just in a uh, not in a necessarily vietnamese thing but it's definitely very good if you want to try prawn crackers you should <laughs> so i can get back on topic um <laughs> uh welcome to my life i ramble about things and i get distracted fresh salads that aren't actually all lettuce are what you can get in Vietnamese cuisine that aren't necessarily that, Ooh, that are so vegetarian they have pickled carrots and roots topped with crushed peanuts and Ooh, daikon mm-hmm. I actually don't think it's daikon no the okay wait hold on oh. last time I went to uh the most Viet- authentic Vietnamese place around according to Haley they 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 serve their um their fried wontons with daikon and carrot and they're both pickled pretty good. It's probably yes, but yes um that's definitely an option. Spring most people know them spring rolls with the rice paper and the lettuce and the noodles the rice noodles inside that you can serve with like uh, like peanut sauce or with fish sauce that you can also have it vegetarian. Um, it's not actually just lettuce. You can add a bunch of herbs like basil and this purple leaf. I don't know the name of it. Purple cabbage? No, not purple cabbage. Oh, okay. So my mom cooks seafood with this purple leaf that is not purple cabbage. And she like refused to tell me the name. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then it's it's a type of mint, I think. Can mm-hmm. I Google purple leaf that isn't purple cabbage? Purple leaf mint probably will give yeah. you it. We use these for everything. But yeah, if you want Vietnamese vegetarian food, we use a lot of herbs in our cooking and when we're eating stuff. So you can load up um, your rice paper, like dip it in your hot water, put it on your plate, put a bunch of herbs and you can put lettuce on it and then you add your rice noodles on it. And then you can add your, your, your carrots and your even cucumber and more herbs and then you can add tofu into it if you want to um but it's definitely and more herbs 
uh i'm trying to think like because there are are actually things that you can ask hang on i'm searching this up because i can't think of it off the top of my head right now uh rice noodles no i already know i love rice noodles yeah i love rice noodles Mm. So you mentioned earlier how herb, like herbs are common in cooking. I've had Vietnamese food a few times before, and cilantro is a common thing. And oh. I myself cannot eat cilantro. It makes me sick, and I have that weird gene that makes it taste like soap. How common is, how common is it in Vietnamese food? I think I see. I have seen a lot of cilantro used in my parents' cooking and going out at restaurants. But I'm sure that if y'all wanted to go out and get some takeout, you could ask, hey, please don't top this with cilantro if you think that cilantro tastes like soap. Or cabbaging that makes it taste like soap. Honestly, I don't know how much cilantro contributes to the taste of food. So it it a lot. A lot. It does. A lot. Yes. Oh. You put especially... a little bit of cilantro in a dumpling, it tastes like cilantro. Okay. Especially at- that and especially because the ones I had had tofu and when you cook the, the tofu like absorbs all the flavor that's given <laughs> it just tastes like a thing of cilantro yeah it's it just, just leaks the oil yeah this just tells you how much I know about cilantro very little also the statistics for cilantro show that it's mostly Europeans who have the recessive trait uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <makes laughs> which explains why so much Asian food has cilantro mm. yeah, it actually does so you talked a lot about um, the your favorite types of food, but like, do you know any like places where you can like any restaurants where we can like eat this food? Um, yes. If you're in Massachusetts, a great city to go to for a lot of Vietnamese food is Dorchester. You're you're gonna find a lot of these Vietnamese food down there, and there are a ton of great restaurants out there that you can get food from. There's a really good pho place that also does a really good seven or I forgot how many courses it is, but they do a, a five, seven plus course beef dinner for like large groups of people. And if you go to a Vietnamese restaurant, yeah, you can go with just your family, but also it's, I don't, at least with my family, it's not uncommon to go with all your relatives in the area. So we have like a party of 12 sometimes. <laughs> I think the most we've had at any one time was like maybe 12. 16 to 20 people in a party so rip the restaurant owners (laughs) but yes if you want to go have good Vietnamese food I'd say go down to Dorchester and if while you're down there you can go to the um, I'm just going to name drop this place Ban Mi Ballet it has it has I believe it has won awards and recognition for how good their um, their sandwiches are and they also sell candies during um during new year like actually i think outside of new year too um there's this one this one coconut ribbon candy hang on i'm gonna see if i can find the name it's basically candied coconut and it's delicious no that's not right that's definitely not right i can't i don't know how to pronounce this um if you're gonna search this up without the accent marks um m-u-t-d-u-a it is delicious and very sweet and small and we have them around new year's but you could hypothetically have it any time of year too if you wanted to but yes if you wanted to have good Vietnamese food i say go down and you're in the massachusetts um boston area go to over to dorchester like look around find a restaurant and just enjoy a meal try something new that you haven't had before nice 
We didn't even talk about Pho once. Pretty interesting. I did mention Pho very early on in the show. I did mention it very, very early on in the show, but it was very brief. But yes, everyone, I, I think everyone knows of uh, It's If you don't know anything about Vietnam and where it is, it's a Southeast Asian country. It is very hot there. I mean, there there are areas where it's cooler, but generally it is very hot. It's very hot, but because of how long it takes to cook pho, it is generally a big breakfast, warm, filling thing that you have in the morning. You can have pho with your hoisin sauce, your sriracha, but also adding different herbs like mint and basil and yes, mint and basil and also bean sprouts. Here's my hot take. Bean sprouts, I do recognize the fact that they add a really nice crunch, but also I think I'm allergic to them. So (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah, I I think I'm allergic to them. And I don't really I don't think that's a hot take. I just think you need medical advice at that point. I think I need medical (laughs) advice. Uh we are also not medical professionals. Please note that. Um (laughs) but yes, um yes, that's what you'll have your oh, and of course you can't forget like lemon or lime. Lime. Yes, Mm -hmm. and your you can cut up um red chili peppers and put them in with your pho too. Or my dad just grabs them. We have a plant. He just grabs them and he just like, oh, this is hot. And he just takes a bite and he's having his hot soup at the same time and his face is red. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And the <laughs> AC is on full blast behind him. And I'm like, I don't think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so welcome to the wonderful world of Asian food where spice, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm. I very much love spice. Spicy good. Um, also, like you mentioned like fish sauce before a bit but like are there any other like normal sauces that you'd use while like while eating or to add on top of food i mean i did mention hoisin sauce and sriracha um Mm. peanut sauce that you can make and add fish sauce i'm trying to think of any other sauces there are definitely some that i believe i'm forgetting right now but those are the big four that i can remember fish sauce being like Fish sauce being like the biggest one out of them all, you'll see them a lot in cooking and adding into dishes, not necessarily even just as a quote unquote sauce, but straight into your dish. If you want a really simple breakfast, I don't think this is necessarily Vietnamese, but my parents would take scrambled eggs and then they like they scramble the eggs and then they put it and then instead of adding salt they'll add fish sauce like a small bit of raw fish sauce and then you can chop up some green onions add it into that whisk that on up throw it on a pan and just let it sit there flip it over kind of like you're making an omelet but then just leave it there and then once it's cooked you just take it off the plate have it some wisdom rice it is delicious it is my favorite thing to have as a kid and if i'm really lazy and i really want to have it i will eat that so yes, fish sauce is also getting really expensive these days. Um, and I believe sriracha too. Yeah. I believe there is a sriracha shortage. I need to check this. Really? Um, yep, June 9th, 2020 from CNN. There was, yep, Hui Fung Incorporated, largest producers of Asian hot sauce market, says it anticipates a major shortage of its beloved sriracha. So anticipates or it actually happens? I think it actually did happen because last time we were at an Asian market. They're, they usually have much larger um, bottles of sriracha, like 28 ounces of sriracha. They shrunk that down to a much smaller size, probably. I'm guessing what the smaller size is. 
Yeah, 17 ounces. So 28 ounces is your usual size of a large bottle and then shrunk shrinks down to 17 ounces. So if you're having like something on a regular basis and you're running out of sriracha, well, that sucks. You're not going to get that from um, Hui Fong Incorporated. We are not sponsored or affiliated with Hui Fong Incorporated. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to throw that at everyone, but every time we do something like that. But um, but if they want to sponsor us. No. Um, if you want to have a Vietnamese dessert that is also vegetarian. <gasps> hey. um, I recommend it. But it is delicious i can show you the pictures they're so pretty too because they have um layers to it but you can have chia in a variety of different ways and generally you're going to be adding red beans mung beans also coconut um milk and stuff to it there are also some jellies i'm trying to think of other things uh black eyed pea black eyed peas kidney beans tapioca fruit even and coconut cream yeah if you go out into the streets of vietnam you'll see a lot of people cooking in the streets with carts or in restaurants i once saw a guy i was once sitting at a seafood restaurant on the beach and by the beach rather and this guy was drove by and he had he had a stack of boxes higher than him on the back of his um bike i don't know how he balanced it i think it was because he also had a speaker on the front of his bike that was shouting out in Vietnamese different insects that he had he was selling because you will also you will also find I don't I have never tried insects myself but it's a sign this guy was selling insects on from the back of his bike um and <laughs> they're also but yeah when it comes to eating out in the streets in Vietnam very noisy you have a lot of motorcycles you're not going to be traveling by you can travel by car or by bus but you'll see a lot of people are using motorcycles and they're driving so chaotic i am scared whenever <sighs> i'm there but um crossy road severity but yeah if you're, <laughs> food, you're going to go out at night and you might find a place that's selling jet and you can have it for dessert and they'll give you Do you have a picture yes I oh, sent it it's right there. yes that ah, is there's beans one in of, there yes there are beans there are uh different varieties you can kind of pick what you want to add in there personally not a big fan of kidney beans or um but i love sweets so if i added a little like a heck ton of coconut cream on top it'd be like this is delicious and i love it but yeah there are a bunch of different ways that you can have to and it's really good dessert i highly recommend it and Mm. there are a whole bunch of different varieties you can be adding tapioca in there too making this and again if you are in a massachusetts area because i know most of our audience is from massachusetts um usa you can head over to dorchester and you'll find a lot of vietnamese places and you'll find including the sandwich place i mentioned that place has some really good what is it called really good desserts on top of their sandwiches they also have an incredibly sweet sugarcane juice drink if you want to stay awake for the rest of the night, you can head out there and have some sugar cane juice. But oh my gosh, that stuff is sweet. Mm. Also so delicious. My family, you can go to an Asian market and I'm not sure how common it is at all of them, but the one near my house, you would generally find sugar cane there. And if you cut up sugar cane and you can just 
gnaw on it. There's this one Vietnamese food that I think you put it, yeah, you put it over a grill where it's kind of like a shrimp, shrimpy sausage, and you skewer it with a slice of sugar cane, and then you can eat the sausage, but then you're afterwards, you can just gnaw on the sugar cane. And it's really good because you're getting all the juices out of the sugar cane and it's really nice and sweet after that bit of savoriness you just had. So it's a, Vietnamese cooking is a lot about how these flavors blend together, whether it's sweet or savory or spicy and even the bit of an umami flavor too. Mm. Now, on I, as you mentioned desserts, I'm kind of curious on a controversial one and durian. I love durian. Okay. I hate the smell of durian. Okay, <laughs> here's my here's my hot take on durian, guys. Hi, welcome to Huynh Talks About Durian because I really dislike the way that media portrays durian. <laughs> um, because a lot of people are like, yeah, it does have a smell to it. But it is actually really freaking delicious. And I think because of how often Mia puts it out that it smells horrible. Uh, it's first time it smelling durian. It smells out. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, yeah, it does have a bit of a smell to it. But because of the way that media has constantly been pushing this idea and that like, oh, it's the exotic Southeast Asian food. Oh, it has a strange smell and taste. It's actually really sweet. Well, not I, really sweet, but durian is, it has the smell, but it also has a slight sweetness. It has sweetness to it. And that's why I, if it I is were a fruit. to, mm-hmm, it is a fruit. That's why if I were to recommend to anyone who wants to try durian, um, I believe it is more expensive to get frozen durian. I can't remember whether or not it can't fact check, but I'd say if you can get some frozen durian and then chop it up and then put it in your freezer. And then when you want to eat it, take it out of the freezer, let it thaw just a little, just a bit. And then you can take a spoon and you can just have at it. It There are like, there are large seeds in it. So you can like, maybe if you, if you're not as coordinated, maybe you could grab like a knife or a second spoon or a knife and a fork, but you're not necessarily going to be cutting it off. Just like peeling away very gently. It's very custard and smooth when mm. custardy and smooth when you have durian. So, yes, I I was also like one of those people who were who was like, eh, durian smells. I don't know if I want to try it. And then I had it frozen for the first time, and then let it thaw a little bit, and then you have it, and it's really sweet, and it's like custard, and it's delicious. I won't say it completely gets rid of the smell of durian, and but you do get used to it. I think the more exposed you are, and I think that's just how it is for like a lot of different things. Mm. So. But yes, I I say if you don't, if you haven't had durian before, try it cold. Try it custardy. And you can have durian in a bunch of different ways too. And But that is my favorite way of having it. I, and that's how I recommend it. I have not tried it before, but it, based on how you describe it, it does sound very good. It is very good. It is very it delicious. I love so durian. Bad. <laughs> it does smell bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Oh, durian. It smells totally fine. What are you losers talking no, about, dude, idiot? Weak. <laughs> My mom walked in, like just like munching on it, and I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. 
I get I get that I get that because like yeah like I said I was also I am also one of those people who was like ah, Dorian has a bit of a smell to it mm. who isn't one of those people it literally who isn't but if you grow up around it or if you start having it more frequently like a Dorian is in a more expensive fruit so I'm not gonna say have Dorian every single day but if you have the opportunity to try Dorian I say do it even regardless of the way that of it the regardless of how it smells because foods can smell but still taste good <laughs> durian mm-hmm. is one of those things where it's very deceiving in the fact that it has an unpleasant smell because it has a very sweet it has it's not like oh it smells like 10 pounds of sugar but it or it tastes like 10 pounds of sugar but it does have like a sweet taste to it and its flavor is something I can't quite describe aside from the fact that it's sweet, but it has a very smooth texture to it as well. So mm. yes, I recommend having durian. Try it a bit. I know it smells, but who knows? Maybe you might like it. And if you don't, well, I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm not going to say, oh, you're an idiot. You should like it. No, you're entitled to your own opinion. And if you don't like it, then that's cool. I definitely feel like there are some people who are like durian soup. I've never met anyone, but I just feel like based on every, my knowledge of everything else, there are definitely durian supremacists who be like, oh, you oh, you still think it smells bad? Ugh, you're weak. I don't think it smells bad. They put their hand under <laughs> their mouth and like just like like guffaw at you. <laughs> no, they use the chemistry thing where they start wafting it. <laughs> They're just like, mm, yes, I use durian perfume every day. <laughs> Uh, real men with this perfume oh god Mm. but yes only real durian lovers can eat durian without like it's being disgusted by the smell yes okay this one's kind of from the side this one mainly for scientific scientific curiosity and i have no idea or no expect you to know but i just know a lot of like more popular or like more more, like well-known fruits they've been like genetically modified like like bananas, watermelons, just to name a few. Um, have durians ever been genetically modified? Uh, according to um, I I've I figured where you're going, so I looked it up. Uh, hey. May two thousand four, May twenty May twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. from adn dot com. What is this? What is this? Alaska if I, if I Alaska News Ooh. Anchorage Daily News. Hello. <laughs> Okay, for some reason, Anchorage is getting the news and not, not me, but GMO <laughs> produce, Asia's stinkiest fruits get a, fruit gets a genetic makeover. It's some, always Americans. Some yeah. liken it by Patrick Wynn. Um, some liken it to heaven. Some liken it to a sack full of spoiled onions and jock straps. But durian, <laughs> love it or loathe it, is supposed to spell. Um, there is a... So apparently in Bangkok, there was a genetically manipulated scent-free durian soon to oh, hit wow. the market. But I don't know oh. how long this one, how 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 successful that is. It's always the Americans that genetically modify things. Durian has been genetically modified. I don't know what came of it, but that is an article from 2012. So it's been 10 years. I don't know what happened. What's with mm. plants? And like developing like defense mechanisms, like smelling bad or capsaicin, and then humans going like, "Oh, for real?" and then eating it anyway. 
that's the same thing with coffee yeah exactly mm, and the so coffee's wild. like i'm going i'm going to to mess you up and then and then the humans are like oh for real it's for the flavor i'm talking about why like humans okay i meant i meant that as in like why humans eat stuff that like when plants like make this things like ah yes i'm gonna make be spicy so people or animals don't eat me and it, it's just like i don't know why humans i taste them like oh yeah it makes this plain boring food better yeah no because plants, we're all plants would never plants would never like expect it i don't hmm. think plants, plants have confused <laughs> I don't think the, plants have brains to expect us. The Mythbusters tested if plants have feelings. I don't. I don't remember if if they did or not. <laughs> mm. How long is this episode? It's way too long. We should probably end it. All right. Okay, Thank guys. you, Hun, for that very informational session on Vietnamese food. I really appreciate that take, and I will be sure to go get some vegetarian Vietnamese food. Yes, you can definitely find spring rolls. Spring rolls. Papaya salad. Have some good desserts. Durian. Durian. No. Durian. No. Okay. Okay. If you guys come over to my house, um, my parents don't say you have durian. Don't say your address on the podcast. I'm not saying my address on the podcast. I'm not you. Okay. Address. What's your address? But yeah, thank y'all for having me here. Thank you for joining us. You're literally I hope you come one back. Of I am week. one of the hosts. <laughs> yes. I'll be back Please next don't week. leave. Please come uh, back. No, I'm leaving you guys. You guys made me edit no. this entire podcast. Ugh. I hate oh. editing. I love I editing. You, I, I love editing. I gave you a cover. You did give me a cover, and I very All much right. appreciate that. But yeah. Let's if, end this episode here, guys. Thank you. Yes. Also, Bye-bye. follow us on Takeout Table Pod on Instagram. There's it underscores been between takeout table and table pod so follow us there we will post stuff soon yes and also follow us here subscribe or give our show a follow rate it if you want to it really we really do appreciate it thank you for listening and yeah thanks we hope you have a nice day we hope you have a nice day night whenever you are and Huh? Thank you for (laughs) Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Thank you for joining us at the table. (laughs) We have a song? No, that was just a tune that came up in my head.